Okay, so um, this is happening. This is Aton Press. I'm sitting in my kitchen talking on my iPhone. And uh, this is my first podcast of Listen Israel. That's right. Welcome to Listen Israel. Um, you're listening to me. I'm in the holy city of Jerusalem, ESP, and, uh, and I want to talk about Elul. Well, actually, it's how Aragorn and the undead armies of Lord of the Rings help me get ready for Rosh Hashanah. So what this is about is Elul and getting ready for Rosh Hashanah and Rosh Hashanah itself and all that good stuff. So Elul is associated with tshuva. Tshuva basically means who we are actually exists, that there's actually a real me, and that I can also get disconnected from the real me, and that when I get disconnected from the real me, I start living a false life and walk around with a false self. Like the way Rabbi Nachman of Breslov talks about it is he calls it the concealment within the concealment, meaning that like I have a defense mechanism and I, I'm wearing a mask and I wear that mask for so long that I begin to think that that's who I am and I actually forget my true self. And when we do that, we do lots of bad things. So what does this have to do with Lord of the Rings? Well, Rosh Hashanah is about crowning Hashem as king. And one of the main characters, and this is, I really want to talk about his journey, is Aragorn, son of Arathorn, and his journey through the paths of the dead, and how that relates to the tshuva process on so many levels. I know he doesn't actually exist, I know, but he is the heir to the throne of Gondor. He is essentially the king of Middle-earth, but at the same time, nobody knows who he is, and he's walking around pretty much unrecognized. Right? He's like one of, the, one of literally the greatest living beings on Middle Earth, but he's totally hidden. So he's like Malchut, he's like kingship in exile. At any moment, he could reveal himself. At any moment, he could totally just be like, I am Aragorn, son of Arathorn. And people would recognize his greatness, recognize who he was, and he would change history. But instead, he's walking around cloaked. He's like cloaking his greatness. He's cloaking who he is. Most people call him Strider. And he's waiting for the time to be right, to actually reveal himself. And to me, one of the most powerful things about this is it's really a metaphor for the fact that the divine masculine is in exile. There's, a, there's an idea in Judaism that at this point in time, the Shekhinah is in exile. The divine feminine is in exile. It's like the world has become disconnected from the feminine. But the truth is, is the world has also become disconnected from the masculine. Right? The world has become disconnected from the divine masculine. And so Aragorn, the king, is like gone. It's like, where's dad? Where did dad go? The, the king is in exile. Things are just going crazy. So part of the reason that Aragorn hasn't revealed himself is because the dark lord of Mordor, Sauron, is still in the world. And if he were to reveal himself, it would just not be a good thing. So there's a point in book three, The Return of the King, and remember this is about Rosh Hashanah and crowning Hashem as king, where Aragorn learns that the forces of darkness are amassing around Minas Tirith, which is the last stronghold of man in the kingdom of Gondor, and is also what is holding back the forces of darkness from 
destroying all of Middle Earth. And he, the king in exile, needs to get there. And again, nobody knows who he is. And right now, Minas Tirith is under the rulership of the steward Denethor. And the only way he can get there is if he takes the paths of the dead. And there's a prophecy that only the king, the heir to the throne of Isildur, can walk the paths of the dead and live and bind the spirits who live in the paths of the dead back to their oath. Because basically, back in the day, Aragorn's grandsire, Isildur, um, made a deal, you know, created, made an oath with the people of the mountain that they would fight against Sauron. But then when he called them to fight, they didn't come and they broke their oath and they were cursed to remain restless spirits until they filled their oath and that only the heir to the throne of Elendil could bind them back. And the paths of the dead is the only way that Aragorn can reach Gondor in time. There is no other way he's going to get there in time. And everybody's like, don't do it, don't do it. You're going to die. No one can survive the paths of the dead, da, da, da. And Aragorn's like, dude, if I got to do it alone, I'm going to do it alone. But like, I need to walk the paths of the dead. And really, this is also him claiming his own identity as king. It's like this is like him truly facing the darkness in order to in order to become himself. But so what does this have to do with Rosh Hashanah and doing tshuva? Well, this is a great metaphor for what happens when I sin, when I sin, when I turn away from goodness, when I turn away from life, right? I'm turning away from God because if God actually exists and there is actually a purpose to all of this and there is a reason why we're here and it's actually important that we be good, then if we're choosing evil, we're essentially turning away from God. It's like we're breaking our oath with life. And that's also like a great metaphor for Gollum because Gollum, you know, my precious from Lord of the Rings, what does he do? He turns away from the, the visible world and goes and makes himself invisible with this ring that he becomes addicted to that eventually pulls him into the darkness because it's like when we disconnect ourselves from truth, when we disconnect ourselves from goodness, it's like we're acting as if God doesn't exist. We're acting as if there is no purpose to the universe. And it's true that good and evil are dualities and that there's a unity which transcends those dualities, which is the divine, but nonetheless, we're here in the world of form, which means that we need to choose life. We need to choose good. But so Aragorn goes into the paths of the dead and he speaks to those spirits and he summons them to the stone of Erech, which is where they made their original oath. And again, only he can do this. And that is a metaphor in terms of tshuva of us going into ourselves and acknowledging that there's such a thing as good and there's such a thing as evil and there's ways in which we've turned away from good and commanding ourselves in the name of the king, in the name of the fact that goodness actually exists, in the name of the fact that God actually exists and binding ourselves back to life. And that's what he does with these spirits at the Stone of Erech. And what's even cooler is that how does he do that? We're talking about Rosh Hashanah right here. Yom HaTruah. How does, he, how does he bind them back to life? He blows a horn. And that's actually what happens on Rosh Hashanah is when we do tshuva, if we're binding back to life those aspects of ourselves to make them serve life. And also there's this saying, which is that a bal tshuva is able to stand in a place that a tzaddik, a person who's never committed sin, um, cannot stand. And why is that? Because when 
there's also a saying which is like that when a person does tshuva, their averas, their sins become zchiyot, they become merits. So what does that mean? It means that like all those bad things that we did now go back to being in service of the good and on a much, much higher level because now like it's like they're capable of doing things that never could have occurred had they not. And how is that represented in Lord of the Rings? How is that represented in this metaphor of the paths of the dead? How is it that Aragorn and the undead armies in Lord of the Rings help me get ready for Rosh Hashanah? Because basically what happens is that these undead armies now go and save Gondor. They're not zombies. They're almost zombies. But they go and they save Gondor. So the idea is really that like we really can do tshuva. We really can turn away from evil and choose good because there really is a king, that God actually exists, that goodness actually exists. So this whole story that I've told you for me is just like really one of the the metaphors that inspires me the most in terms of my own uh, tshuva process. And may Hashem bless you that this Rosh Hashanah that you are able to go in yourself and connect to your own inner kingship, which is a reflection of that divine kingship, and that you are able to bind back to life all those aspects of yourself that are in exile, and that you truly have a good and sweet new year. Hey, I'm back with a quick plug. If you like this, please share it on Facebook. If you want to get in touch with me, my email address is Aton at listenisrael.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Aton Press. And for more stuff from me, visit my blog, listenisrael.com. Thanks again.